What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of, of Hitting the High Notes Utah Jazz Talk. It is I, Hootran, um, uh, at Hootran Superman on the Twitter sphere and, uh, and IG as well. I'm uh, doing a special 4th of July episode, 4th of July weekend episode, I guess. Um, this is split up into a couple days. Uh, 4th of July, a really big day for jazz fans, you know. Hamburgers, hot dogs, Donovan Mitchell, I'm uh, going to fans' barbecues in his rookie year. And, uh, yeah, some guy named Gordon Hayward leaving um, at the same time. Um, Who's but, that? I don't know, know that know, guy. With, right. With um, uh, Independence Day, um, uh, you know, America is still not canceled yet. We're still celebrating with us. Uh, I'm here with Mr. Um, uh, ID4 himself. The aliens are attacking. And go at, go to the distance, 49. Jared Barker, what's up, man? ID4, I like it. I like it. That's, that's oh, yeah. a new well, one. of my favorite one. movies. One of my favorite movies. Like, first time I saw it, my life changed forever. So. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, starring Brent, starring Brent Spiner. The, hashtag Brent Savage. Brent Spiner I'm, uh, uh, data. I'm uh, yep. that, so. data. Of data fame. Um, that is definitely his most iconic role. Absolutely. Right, um, right. So, um, cool, 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 uh, cool, cool, like cool. I said, we are taping this, um, uh, taping this on the 4th of July um, uh, before we go to our barbecues and, and all that such and everything and, you know, try not to explode our fingers off. Um, yeah, I, no Jason Pierre-Paul today. No Jason yeah, no Pierre-Paul. <laughs> We're gonna um, uh, talk about um, uh, the Jazz. Um, have started been um, uh, they're they're coming back. Um, uh, we, you know, beginning of July. We're, we're we're only what three weeks away, three ish weeks away from um, NBA being back um, uh, in the bubble in Orlando. And uh, as far as we know, all the Utah Jazz players are coming back. Uh, the players have been coming back, doing some Zoom calls with the local media. We saw some comments. We want to talk about it. And then later, um, uh, Jared Air did some interviews with um, uh, Unwrapped Sports um, uh, Network members. Um, uh, we're part of the, the Hitting the High House, part of the Unwrapped Sports Network, with um, uh, the founder, uh, Perry Aspen and uh, Amber Vickers. So um, uh, stay tuned for that after our break. Uh, so let's, let's get to it, Jared. I'm uh, Mr. Go Distance here. Um, Absolutely. Big stuff happening. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, uh, first of all, how do you feel, uh, Jazz Basketball being, being back? Or I mean, it's soon to be back. I mean, it's it's definitely cool. Uh, my expectations are low, which I think is the where you have the most fun as a fan because you like if they win, you don't expect it, and if they lose, you're just like, see you next year, you know. Um, I, I mean, other people like to always believe, yeah, the Jazz are gonna win this year, win this year, and I just feel like uh, when you say that to yourself all the time, you're you're psyching yourself out. Uh, I, I I don't know, you know, because I used to do that as a fan and. I just I've changed my perspective on it. What are your thoughts, guys? Uh, tweet at me at go the distance forty nine. You know, say uh, interesting things or or not so interesting. Whatever your thoughts are, you know, I will definitely read them because I typically read uh, every uh, at. So, <laughs> um, anyways, right. as who mentioned, so, it's Fourth uh... of July. So we're celebrating uh, that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy both said they want to play together, at least for now. Uh, we're, celebrating our, we're celebrating our independence from America, uh, from, uh, from America, from the aliens. For, uh, excuse me. And <laughs> independence from Hayward. Independence yeah. from Hayward. <laughs> uh, you know, no you more know, daddies uh, being unhappy on our watch. Yeah, I mean... I'm 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 obviously I'm uh, very sad about how that happened, um, and I remember being mad about it. And uh, I was and that, I was just upset not, because he walked it back, like and wasted my time on the Fourth of oh, July. Yeah. 
Most people were like mad about that, and I, I, that I don't, I care the least amount about. Of all these people are mad about, that's the least, the thing that least bothers me the most. I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. You know, as soon as they report it, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, what makes make, makes it hard for me is that, like, I'm, as a Utah Jazz fan, it's just hard to, you know, think that you're building something and you know you do everything what you think is supposed to be right. You know, you draft people, yeah. you 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 put stock into it, you build up players and then um uh you know unfortunately once it you're about to like get the fruits of your labor and it all gets, gets taken away and uh, the jazz are in, in a similar position right now um uh you know they have two uh draft picks that are two all-star two draft picks that turn into all-stars and um uh let's get to what the comments that we saw uh earlier this week were uh first off um, i think donovan was interviewed first and um one of his comments was, was really interesting, um, uh, and I'm trying to find it real quick because I, I know I tweeted it out. Oh, you know, I saw my personal page and not my my Jazz Hinos page. Follow gotcha. at Jazz Hinos on Twitter, yeah, um, and Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, we are we're we're, we're everywhere. Um, so Donovan, um, Donovan, um, uh, kind of talks about because I, I mean he was asked about like what what happened and with with everything and it um. Uh, yeah, it, uh, he he said, and uh, I'm just gonna paraphrase that he said, you know, he was mad at the beginning, and that um, uh, you know, him and Rudy um uh, had talked about it, and they talked about it privately, and they didn't want to mention it publicly, and that um, uh, you know, they they wanted to keep it basically in house, and um, I I even tweeted out like I said something like, hey, I'm taking my my victory lap here, because that's something I mentioned uh um, I think on the podcast, I, I was like, you know. I mean, the jazz way is to keep things in house. Like, they they don't talk about this stuff publicly. They don't, they don't let the media get it. They don't let people in the Twitter sphere get it and run with it uh, because I mean, it causes problems. Uh, unfortunately, in this uh, in this instance, in this, if he had um, quashed it on that Good Morning America interview, I think it would have caused him a lot, a lot less pain. In terms, I have of... no idea if that's true. I have no idea if that's true. Um, eh. I just feel like it could have been a little bit less, but but all, all the same, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. So well, here's the I thing, mean, and here's the thing: like we we didn't hear anything from Donovan, and I mean, we we as like the Twitter people, people the fandom, and then people just took it and like, oh my god, he didn't say this, and then took these lo- lo- uh, leaps of logic, uh, like, all right, well, and we're we as people want to. Uh, conduct our their lives as we would conduct our lives. And right. Unfortunately, right. we're not in their shoes, you know. And so. Oh, that's, and, and I like, absolutely agree with that. Like, who knows? Um, like the hundred percent truth of it, we'll probably never really a hundred really really know. Um, except for maybe years later, when uh, there there's a docu series on the building of the Jazz's first championship team, <laughs> which was what we all want. It hopefully you know end result. Yeah. Um, and I, I and I get it because like it sucks because like it, it, so on one hand it sucks because you know we have we have social media on our fingertips we we're all connected we have you know a twenty four hour news cycle now um, yep. uh, with the uh, Twitter you fingers it, you, uh, Twitter I mean Twitter fingers I mean you have beat letters at your you know I, you know in the nineties you didn't have you didn't, if you wanted to get a national beat letter you have to write a letter you know yeah and, and true. you have to wait a week for it to get back and or then, like, you have to watch your local news or be like a weird on. stalker now, person. And now it's like you can be an online stalker, minimal effort. And now we have Crazy. Uh, every news, newspaper writer, you know, writes for the, you know, uh, ha, ha, or every newspaper has like multiple sports writers for the jazz. We have the athletic, we have sports illustrated. We have just a lot of, 
ESPN like now um, uh, we just have so much stuff to get information and so if we don't get information we we as the people uh, the royal we make them um, uh, make just a lot of uh, just we make up our own issues and oh jazz like, fans love to make it up too they love to make I stuff mean, up. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate to say just jazz fans. I fans in general. No, fans. I know fans in All general, fans. but yeah. but we but we have a an interesting panache. I would like to say for ha- the stuff that we we freak out about. It's just it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like I, I don't want to say like the jazz fans do it worse than any other fandom. Oh no, I no, think, no, no. Um, uh, we have yeah. our own flavor though. We we certainly we definitely have our own brand. I don't think so. I think I think I think all. You know? I think if you look closely, I think if you look closely enough at every fandom, you'll find it. You'll you'll, you'll find. But I think we're a little bit more everything. in terms of mundane. In terms of we we always take it like the the PG version, uh, the PG version, but also like the PG version with a with a story that was written by, you know, I don't know Humphrey Bogart or something <laughs> random. Um, it's just interesting because, uh, like, I, I agree with you. Every fan has, has like, crazy fan theories and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, and, and we love to clown other fan bases for it. And then it comes up in our own backyard and we kind of like to forget that it happens to us. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, honestly, like, um, uh, it's – and, like, we do – we, we're doing a podcast literally yeah. based off of the stuff that we see on Twitter. Like that, that, that's, that's very the, true. The basis of what we do. Like, um, that it's like cr- really that's crazy, isn't it? That's about, so, that's, so it's wild. So like, I don't want to, I don't want to say, um, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's fun to talk. Uh, obviously it's fun to talk about because we're talking about it. So, um, uh, but let's go back to what Donovan said, right? Um, uh, you, yeah. you know, they're adults and this is sort of what, and we'll, uh, you know, you can go back and listen to what we said. And I believe something I said was like, you know, they're both, you know, what, 27, 23, right? Um, and Donovan Mitchell got a lot of flack for being immature in this in this um, instance, right? Um, and it sucks because, like, Don, we, I mean, there, there were just, I want to say, just as many stories as Rudy uh, having some problems with the, the brass and everything. And he has some interesting comments uh, we'll talk about in a second here. But they, I, it sounds like they oh, both handled it. He, Ru- Rudy's comments were heavy on the fan service, though. That's what I yeah, will say about so his. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So save that. Put a pin in that. Oh, yeah, but, for um, sure. But uh, I, I think they, I mean, if they handled it, you know, together as adults, and uh, it re- really, we probably, again, the royal we, we as in jazz fans, uh, probably um, uh, took it way out of proportion when it was like, yeah. Hey, all hey, of us, man, for sure. You know, you know Ru- Rudy going, you know, Ru- Rudy, it, it could have gone like this. Hey, Ru- Rudy goes, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I did not think we were getting coronavirus. Um, uh, it sucks. Um, I really hope that everybody's okay. Donovan, especially, you know, to you, man, uh, you know, we're close. I hope we can get past this. And Donovan says, yeah, they want to get together and hoop, you know. Donovan, yeah, like, seriously, if, if someone gave you COVID, uh, you probably met that person for a couple of days too. Uh, but if that guy's your brother, your friend, someone that you, you know, work together closely with, um, maybe not your best friend. I mean, that's the other thing is that like we, we also assume that te- for teams to win, they have to be you know BFFs, the best friends from AEW or something. Um, you know that they have to be you know just real good friends. And you know, in some cases, I mean, Kobe and Shaq did fine. Uh, I don't think Kobe and Shaq am uh went hunting on the weekend together. They, they never they never hunted quails or anything. Um, well, the the big three in Boston did all right too. I mean, even though they all stayed, started hating Ray just because he decided to go to another team, like you know. Yeah, and I I, I think there's drama with every team, and like 
And if we all try to, to again, flip it around, it's like, all right, cool. Think about your work, workplace. Like, right. are you friends with people there? Yeah, great. Do you go to karaoke with them every night? Or uh, like, maybe not, but are you considered them friends? Would you invite them to your son's birthday party? So like, I mean, there's different level of friendships like I talked about. Like, oh, yeah. maybe these guys are really good work friends. But um, uh, they're not they're not Darren Williams and Ronnie Brewer, you know. They're not going to go out and uh, hit the town every night. Um, so yeah, and that's okay. That that might be just fine. Like if, if they want to work and they want to hoop together, that's probably um uh, that's a good goal to have. Um, and so I don't know. Is there anything about Donovan's comments that you want to talk about, Jared? Uh no, I think his were pretty. Uh, his were pretty. Um, I w- I would say his you you can. T- People, people have been and have been interpreting his comments, so I'm just gonna leave it because I feel like his uh, you, you can get a little bit less out of it because because Rudy said a lot he said a lot more in terms of like specifics specific things in his future in Utah and Donovan uh, kept it more just like you know we just want to get back to basketball which is good I think especially given how things went. You know, the last time he spoke up. So I think the way that he handled things probably for the best. I mean, and I, I don't know. I wasn't surprised at all, really. Like, I was like, oh, we got radio silence. Like, I've been a jazz fan since I was, you know, eight. <laughs> and um, uh, Oh, we've, we've like, just uh, never like, been under that level of media, media scrutiny ever. So it probably, it was making us all go, what? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, no, but like I mean, every trade deadline, um, uh, I, I would always like I, for like the like in my mid twenties or early mid twenties, I would read articles about okay, who are the Jazz going to trade for at the trade deadline, and see all these rumors, and not one single rumor ever panned out. And like at one point, at some point in my head, just it just clicked that you know what, these are just people out there guessing, and the Jazz have never tipped anybody off anywhere about um uh, uh who they're going to take or. Who they're looking at, who they're trading for, and the Jazz are very good about that. Uh, that 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 stems from before Dennis Lindsay. That's before that's KOC, you know. And uh, maybe that was Walt Perrin, you know. And but, even it, prior, it, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, maybe, maybe the Knicks won't have any more leaks anymore. We'll see. Um, but yeah, but we talked about uh, uh, Rudy. Um, uh, you want to kind of summarize what Rudy uh, said that you thought was interesting? Well, I thought um, the fact that he just mentioned that he wants to spend his entire career here and he wants to win a championship here. I mean, Donovan has said things to the same effect, but I felt like Rudy just, uh, like, he knew he, he, he kind of just had to, well, he didn't have to, but he knew what he was doing when he said all those things. And I do think that he actually feels that way about Utah, that he wants to spend his whole career here and he wants to win a title here. Because I feel like he really feels like this is home. Now, that's not to say Donovan doesn't. It's just that um, that's not where his head was at in with his comments and really there was very limited access with these zoom calls. So like you, you, they, the, the reporters didn't get to do what they usually do and just ask, you know, uh, questions to, to, to build their story on so that they, you know, have data points to, to help flesh it out. They, um, they're basically kind of, you know, given what, uh, what the guys came to the table with and, and Rudy, you know, really in his heart of hearts, just, like he feels like Utah's the fabric of, of his career, and I think he ha- wanted to let the fans know that he he really is committed to this place no matter what, you know what happens. So, which is interesting, yeah, which is interesting 
Because, I mean, that could be to say that he's like, you know, even if Donovan and I have a falling out, I don't want to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even if even if we start arguing like Shaq and Kobe, I don't want to leave. Like, that's not going to be my choice, my first choice. But, you know, obviously, we don't know if, if he means that 100%. I mean, players say things all the time, and, you know, they're, they change their minds, which they're human beings. They're allowed to. We I get it. Like, people in Boston still like to complain about Kyrie saying he was going to resign in Boston and then he didn't. And I'm like, well, you know, situations are fluid and they change. So, I mean, see, I thought, see, I, I thought Kyrie's statement was way more powerful than what Rudy said. Oh yeah. 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 That's um, very so, true. This is, That's very true. This is why no, Kyrie's I, statement I, I was very more to the point about this is why like, I said interesting. Cause I'm a, I saw that comment. I actually retweeted that comment from uh, Sam Farnsworth of KSL. Oh. And I got, I got um, a very different interpretation of it than you. Oh, did. really? Like, oh, was, I'd, so, like to, um, I'd like to hear what so you got, got for me. Rudy there. says, uh, I mean, the quote says, I don't plan, the quote is, I don't plan on leaving. I plan on winning a championship in Utah. And I said, oh, that's cool. That's nice. Oh, but, see, that's plans change. So, yeah, that's very. Yeah, for, for me, I saw that. I go, well, that's a nice thing to say, but it doesn't mean it. I think it means nothing. I think it means No, nothing. I agree. So, what, pe- what people say means nothing. And, you know, when it comes down to brass tacks, situations yeah. are fluid and things like, change. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, if, if you told me t- tomorrow, like someone from the future comes in a year and says, hey, by the way, Rudy leaves in a year, um, uh, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, of his uh, own volition. So, yeah. 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 So the comment means, like, so I saw the comment and, like, it didn't check out. Like, oh my God, Rudy is, because, like, so you, you ever see the movie Bull Durham? Kevin uh, Cosner? It's the baseball movie with Bull Durham. Okay. So anyway, oh, you, I'm not sure if I have. That sounds okay. familiar. So Kevin Costner is a minor league catcher that's just been in the minors his whole life. Um, uh, basically, he has to be a mentor to all these upstarts. Um, uh, a lot of uh, rookies or um, uh, really good prospects come through, and they they bring Crash Davis in, Kevin Costner, uh, to mentor these young guys to make sure they're ready to get to the big leagues. Like Costner. Is just, he's a really good minor league baseball player, but just not good enough to get to the majors, and he's getting up there in age. But that's basically all he does is play minor league baseball. Um, and he's, he's never made it to the show, as they call it, basically. And so uh, in one of the parts, um, uh, he's like, all right, let me ask you some questions. And, and so Kevin Costner pretends he's a media guy, asks questions, and he goes, like, no. You say, you say things like, we want to help the team win, or I'm doing this, and the guy's like, it's boring. He's like, yeah be boring you know you don't want to you don't want to say anything that um, could get you in trouble yeah, so, you, yeah, don't wanna, you don't want to give always, quotes yeah that's always yeah. stuck with me that you don't want to yeah so like that's it's a nice thing for you to say it's nice that he says i don't plan on leaving i plan on winning a championship in utah and that that make a lot of people ha- happy and that's great but i also doesn't don't think it means anything because him and the jazz have a a, a strenuous contract extension coming up and i don't know you know i know tony jones kind of talked about this with some of his followers um sure i I get that not many teams will have the funds to give to rudy gobert i don't know how many teams you know i I would say at least two-thirds of the league would like to get rudy gobert on their team in some fashion at some at some price point um and this is what bothers me about nfl is that the qb market is, is is a market it's a market that changes constantly um, and I, I don't want to get too, uh, we'll get to we'll get into this some other day, but like, you know, we're giving contracts to QBs that are not, you know, we're giving top five contracts to QBs that are not top five. You know, Matt Stafford, oh, yeah. uh, was the oh, highest yeah. paid quarterback for a, a well, every, years. Well, every new quarterback contract for a quarterback right. that's 
good and, so, and serviceable is the next highest paid guy we have. So it's crazy. That's sort of the problem with the, the max contract, super max contracts. Like Tobias Harris got a max contract. Now he's a good player, and his free agency came up at a time where it was beneficial to him because he was able to get a max contract because his services would have been See, built for because of I the I think market. that's my main issue with the, with the way that the NBA's cap thing has been going is that um, it's kind of like – there's an off-season of haves and an off-season of have-nots that keeps going around for them. Right. And it sucks that, like, sometimes you might be – you might get into a cycle where, like, you're not going to get the best deal because not enough teams have money. So, yep. with Rudy, it's like people are like, hey, we might be able to get Rudy back on a cheaper deal. And you and I have said he's not worth a super max. But, I, I mean, as, as a whole, as a salary cap, as 35% of your cap, I'm not – a fan of giving a player 35%. Do I think yeah. Rudy Gobert as a player, I think Rudy Gobert potentially could be a top 10 player every year if defense was, you know, taken into account for um, as, as highly as it should be, is a top 10 player, that, a player that could change your franchise. And I think that means that, I mean, if, if you were to give Supermax to only the top 15 players in the NBA, I think Rudy Gobert would be one of those guys. I think Rudy Gobert could be a top 15 player in the NBA for yeah. at least a few years. And so like, we're not going to get to the minutia of age, injury, supermax right now. I just think, I think Rudy's, what I'm trying to say, I think Rudy's value, uh, uh, contract value or his value as a player, money-wise, should probably be one of the top 20 players paid. That, right? That makes sense to me. It makes yes. sense to me. But, so but for how much one, longer is my only concern? Because and we'll get to that minutia some other time. But I just, yeah, I think, absolutely. I think I think so. At one point, at some point, you're like, all right, cool. This guy should be paid as one of the top guys because here's the problem: if if you give Rudy something that's less than the max, right, and then next year Hassan Whiteside has another like just really amazing year, and then he's eligible for a max that's higher than Rudy Gobert, and someone gives it to him. So in his mind, Rudy's like, oh, I'm better than Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, why am I not getting paid more than that? Yeah, so and imagine, that it, imagine if he ends up sulking again. That would, that would yeah. kill me. And, well, I mean, and that's, that's hard. Like, that's the thing is that, like, you want to be able to give a fair deal to somebody, but you also yeah. want to keep the cap, cap clean, and that's – the Supermax causes problems, but I just want to be, be clear that, like, it's, it's hard because the market changes, and so yeah. it sucks, so – um, the other thing I thought, I thought you were going to bring up, the one I thought you were going to bring up that I thought was really interesting was uh, when um, uh, he talked about Rudy Gobert, um, uh, Rudy Gobert um, uh, uh, talking about how he, uh, uh, we, he, it sounds like he doesn't get along with a lot of people. And um, like, honestly, I, I wasn't surprised by that comment at all because I know right, Rudy and but, I know like, um, that comes, like his, that comes from his. Well, okay. Hold on a second. You don't know Rudy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know right, right. the archetype and I know his personality from afar, obviously. I'm not like his his friend who hangs out with him. Well, well obviously. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, well, like, we, we obviously. All try to say things like, <laughs> we all try to say things like, oh, well, we know Rudy's this type of player. We're like, we don't. We really don't. No, but, but I think I understand his personality, especially because I have a strong background in like, uh, you know what different kinds of French people are like, because <laughs> Rudy is he's he fits into a couple of different stereotype French stereotypes, but he also um, he's also a really sensitive guy that like you know he, he he wants to be heard and he wants to be understood, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand it. 
Um, so which is that, which is hard. hard, and I identify with that. So that's why I feel like I I know him on a different sort of t- uh, you know, a different sort of playing field than just saying, you know, oh, I know that he's the, a type X personality and blah blah blah, and this is how he operates. Um, yeah, I I mean I just I I I identify with a lot of aspects of Rudy because I'm not I'm the type of person that. I, I like to get along with people and I love to meet new people and stuff like that. But it's like, for me, you know, sometimes those friendships just always don't stick as, as well as I'd like them to. And that's just, you know, that's nobody's fault. I mean, except for maybe mine, <laughs> but, um, you know, so I kind of get where he's coming from on a personal level. Right. And, um, uh, yeah. And so like, and so I guess what surprised me was that he, he's coming out and saying, you know, coming out and like, Hey, you know, you know, I, well, I love what you know? he, yeah, I, li- I like what you said, because I love what he said in terms of, like, he needed that time to self-reflect and really figure out what's important and who's saying what matters. And, like, he can't control his perception uh, in the media and whatnot, but he can control how he treats people and everything like that. And so I thought that was really, you know, that was just, like, really honest. And he's like, you know, this, all of this has taught me something. And I, I didn't feel like it was just lip service either. I felt like that was really genuine. Yeah. And so that, that was like the comment that I thought interesting. Like, all right, cool. So Rudy kind of has outed himself as a guy that is not like, it's not like everybody's friend. Like, like the things that like we see him joke around and drop IG posts with each other and stuff. And so yeah. this is where it comes, um, comes back to like, hey, you know, we're not, you're not friends with everybody you work with. And there's a, a guy that maybe um, uh, like I think Rudy's the guy that is respected in the locker room. I think um, uh, he's uh, he's probably the veteran, one of the veteran leaders in that locker room um, uh, because he's been here for so long. He knows yeah. the system. Makes sense. He knows the ropes. Uh, I I do think that him and uh, uh, Donovan uh, get get along in a, a certain way. Like um, uh, yeah, like when they go on trips together, they probably talk with each other. They they probably do sit with each other on the plane. Uh, they talk strategy and stuff. But they're probably you know again like. If Donovan had a close wedding um, and only had, oh, yeah. like, you know, yeah, if he was close only inviting like his ten best friends, he wouldn't invite Rudy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, Rudy Gobert is probably not the best man, and yeah. um, uh, and Rudy acknowledges that, and that's fine. Like, his Donovan seems like more of the yeah outgoing type. Like, um, uh, the guy's like, yeah, let's be friends with everybody, right? Yeah, he, and so, he seems like and, the guy that everybody likes being friends with. Like, it was kind of just amazing. Right. It, it's it's kind of what Logan touched on when he came on. Um, just how he mentioned that, uh, that Donovan was the new kid that was getting love from everybody. And then Rudy saw that was kind of just like, man, why doesn't anybody like love me like that? (laughs) And yeah, and and Rudy, Rudy knows it, but you know, and the, the big takeaway is that, um, uh, you know, they, they addressed it. They talked about how they didn't want to be a distraction. You know, it was, but they just try, you know, sometimes silence is key and you try to minimize the fire by saying nothing. And, you don't give people more gasoline to the fire. And unfortunately, we live in a world where people bring their own gasoline to oh, yeah. the fire. So it makes no sense. Yeah, it's definitely BYOG yeah. in this world. Yeah. Like, everybody's so, um, like, woo, uh, flamethrower. Folks, <laughs> folks I'm, uh, it's, it's the 4th of July weekend. Please don't bring gasoline to your fireworks stand, all right? So, uh, Also, please avoid fireworks because remember, we were having wildfires in Utah because of fireworks. So be careful, guys. Yeah, be, yeah. Stay safe. You know, please, please don't light them off. June 30th. <laughs> oh, and don't I, light them off in the middle of the night either because pe- people do try to sleep and people have animals. Uh, and please try yeah, to be man. courteous with your firework 
have a box. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's our Pirate PSA. Uh, yeah, brought PSA. To you by Brought to you by our sponsor, Phantom Fire. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, we need Phantom yeah. Fire to sponsor us. That way, man. Those guys, those guys make a lot of money. They could, they could pay us. Yeah, um, next yeah, year. So anyway, next those, year. Those that's, some, that's who we're going for. Phantom comments. Fireworks. Yeah. Those are some comments from Donovan and Rudy, some big ones. My, my, I mean, everybody got interviewed, and everybody kind of gave um, some stuff that we're not super surprised about. Um, Jared. So um, uh, you did an interview with, um, again, some uh, Unwrapped uh, Sports Network members, Perry oh, yeah. and Amber. Um, uh, I guess we're taking a break right now. What um, uh, what should uh, people um, look forward to um, uh, with this interview here? Well, Amber's got you know, as as our listeners may already know, because they've heard she's been on the show before. She's a uh, our kind of our OKC guru, and she's got a lot of ties to to college sports too. And she's a hooper. She's actually hooped with uh, with Trey Young. So listen for that. She's got some you know cool little tips here and there. Like, uh, there's a unwrapped live show that they do as it's sort of like a, a live oh, yeah. show that we're you gonna, can interact with on Twitter. We're going to continually right? retweet links and we might actually do a, we're guys. We're in the works of trying to schedule who myself, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see who else from unwrapped. We'll, we'll try to do a live edition of the podcast and then right. maybe we'll be able to field questions yeah. and stuff like that, which would be super cool. Like, I mean, uh, I we'd love say, to be interactive uh, with you guys. I was gonna say NBA episode one was uh Unwrapped Live one was uh earlier yeah. this week and Perry and Amber were both on it the same night. Yep, and we recorded not yeah, long after some, they did that. They yeah. yeah. They talked about the NBA bubble. Uh, uh I will say they did they did not mention the jazz um, uh, very many many times, so I'm uh, shame on them. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, well yeah, I did I did on. ask them. They 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 broached it pretty well and I, we actually got Perry, you know, a Lakers fan to to uh, throw a little shade at LeBron, so it was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, uh, we're gonna get to we'll take a break, and then Jared's gonna come back with that interview with uh, Perry and Amber. This episode of Hidden the High Nat Notes is powered by the food from Criddles Cafe, some of the best eaten in Ogden. Try the sweet roll and let them know that the High Notes sent you, because we love that place. Hey, I'm Jared Barker. Um, we're chilling today with uh, Perry Aston who is a uh, head of our unwrapped sports venture where, as you guys already know, loyal listeners and fans, we are an unwrapped sports uh, podcast. And uh, we're also got a repeat guest who she talks a lot of OKC Thunder and just has a great uh, mind for the college and NBA game, Amber Vickers. Anyway, these two decided to join us today um, and we're ta- just talking uh, NBA restart. So Perry, you're 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 a big enemy of jazz fandom because uh, you're a Lakers fan here. So <laughs> tell us about that. You're one of the the fan bases. That's like we we have to restart the season because otherwise LeBron might never get another title in a Lakers uniform, right? Right. Right. <laughs> I, I think LeBron's gonna play for another decade. First off, LeBron's gonna really? play. Really. No, I'm just totally kidding. But <laughs> oh, that's 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 pretty awesome. If you no, actually believe that, I would be like, "Wow, that's a hot take." It's probably I like it. spicy. That's three years <laughs> in his tank left, so you know, there's definitely probably going to be at least one more chance after this season. I think if the if they can keep yeah, AD, yeah. but well, first off, it's I great. Think the, I think you guys. Play. I think keeping AD is a lock for you guys for sure. Yeah, at this I, point. I mean, where is he going to go right now? That's a better gig. Is my question. I don't I think there really is a better fit. And and the great thing. The, Tony Jones brought this up recently. He said the great thing that Lakers have done, which just has outclassed everybody, is you guys have this incredible big man presence. 
and LeBron's basically a de facto big man because of his size, that right. it's just like it's unmatched and it's nobody can match up with that in the current NBA because of how small everything all the teams are. Right, definitely. Because everybody's so like, like, yeah. It's definitely weird because, I mean, you expect other teams to match up against who – I mean, back in the day, you see – Yeah, absolutely. When you're watching – Twin Towers. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and you're also watching Cromwell the last dance. and Greg Ostertag, you always had to have the two big men. Definitely. But you also see other teams back in the day that used to gear up to beat that one team they couldn't get over, like the Pistons, the yeah. Bulls. You could see they used to gear – now teams don't, like, form their rosters to beat any specific team. They just go with an identity and just hope that they gel. So, like, I think the Lakers – I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but definitely with the series of signings they've had, definitely went big. And I think the yeah. the, Buck, the Bucks also are a pretty big team. The Heat are a big team. Like, there's other teams that – are pretty long, and I think that's the route the Lakers went. And so, yeah, I think you guys did a better version of what the Sixers tried to do this year because okay. the how for Horford signing is a head scratcher and it hasn't really worked. I agree. Um, I think it's the coaching there, it's also hurting them a bit too. And yeah, I know, Amber I know and I everybody loves Brett Brown because of the pop connection, but he's not pop. No way. I mean, yeah, no, no, you can only learn so much from you, the person that teaches you, you know, at the end of the oh, day, yeah, for sure, you're your own individual. and you're going to find your own successes and failures. But, yeah, I, I, for the Jazz, I, I actually don't hate the Jazz by any means. I mean, any team in the Western Conference is a foe, of course. But I, I think the Jazz, besides the fact that they're notorious for having, one, pretty crazy fans in a good way and a bad way. I think they're one of the most <laughs> Well, recently it's been mostly bad. We, yeah, <laughs> they're well documented. For yes. sure, you know. But, yeah, but other than that, like, what? there's never really been any massive Lakers-Jazz fallout necessarily. That oh, yeah. That's very true. And, so uh, it's never like they've been a rival or anything. But, you know. Yeah, we've never been a rival to you guys. You've always been our one of our hated teams. <laughs> because you and the Spurs, we always just hated because it was – so hard to get past you guys right i mean the lakers also put out a little bit of a you know that vibe in la and with with all the stars they've had oh it, yeah we're, we're the easy small to hate. market we're like the david and Go- we're always the goliath uh, yeah versus the david we're definitely the david okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah man well first off thanks for having us on i know me and amber were on unwrap this not too long ago our first um network collaborative show talking about the nba restart so it's nice to jump right back and talk about it in a different way with you and i know hugh is not here tonight so thanks for hosting thanks for having us on we really really appreciate it and oh, yeah. course, check us out at unwrapsports.com you know we got all the great team and you know this is a great podcast it's my first time on here so i'm pumped to be on here talking about nba bubble stuff with you guys and um, hopefully not give too many hot takes today. Hey, Amber, what are, what are your uh, thoughts on the bubble? I think the bubble's a myth. Thoughts? Ooh, uh, I've had to answer this question a lot. And I don't really know how to feel about the bubble. I don't. I Because you're going to have conflicting views on it, of course. Everybody's not going to have the same opinion. My opinion, I didn't want it to come back. At first, I was like, I don't really want it to come back. I just want them to kind of... Just have the draft. You know, you already missed NBA Summer League. Just have the draft and get ready in October for camp. You know, that's what I wanted at first. I told somebody this before. My my mind is geared towards football in August, but we don't even know if football is going to happen. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about the bubble. I have to see the games. Like once I see one game, I'm going to very much well get into it. I'm going to be talking about it a lot, you know, I'm on other people's other people's yeah, podcast think- on my podcast i'm gonna be talking about it a lot so i'm trying to pump myself up for it i'm just trying to figure out how i feel about it if that makes yeah sense. I mean, early it's, it's, it's the so early debatable. day baseball 
schedule games are going to kill me because I'm really not going to be able to watch a lot of them. So. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, Amber, it's it's, it's tough to feel any certain way about it because to say, for example, I run a restaurant. It's funny enough, Hugh. I run a Buffalo Wild Wings besides Unwrapped Sports Network, and Hugh actually works for Buffalo Wild Wings. So that's the connection that me and Hugh have on the show, of course, beyond Unwrapped Sports. And he can feel me, but, you know, we opened for dining. And now as of today, we're shut back down as for takeout. So things are going the opposite direction. And in this regard, like Amber said, when I heard, oh, sports coming back, dude, of course I want sports to come back. I want nothing more than sports to come back selfishly. But they're also human beings. I also want to make sure it's done correctly. And what's the price that we're willing to pay for sports? And but hearing the bubble actually made me feel like, okay, this is actually an idea that can work in this scenario if you perform it the right way, execute it the right way. And with you, what you said, Amber, is interesting because people have different thoughts on it. Here's my thought. like, If you're going to play and you're under contract for an association, they make the rules. So you have to follow them. So if you're there and in compliance, suspension should be hit. There should be fines, whatever it may, may be. You had the choice to opt out. If that meant for your family, if that meant for the coronavirus, if that meant for social reform, any reasons are valid. Any reasons are great for it. And we were going to have nothing but support for you on your end. But if that means you opted into playing and they're saying here is this strict bubble, strict rules, you're on a regimen. I don't care if we have to have a camera in every single place except for your restroom. You know, I think at the end of the day, you're coming in here, we need to make sure we're accountable, we're, you're our responsibility, and we're supposed to put on a show for all these people, but also account for their health and in also their family's health also. So I think they're making that choice. And if there's going to be a bubble that's going to work, it needs to be like the strictest bubble of all time. There can't be any leniency. Like still letting them do their thing and still get loose so that they can play the right way, but they need to be checked in a big way. And if not, this isn't going to work and it's too soon, plain and simple. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. And the thing is, I think originally the concept, the way it was described seemed like, okay, there's going to give that a legitimate shot at this. But then towards the end when it's like, well, we don't have the legal power to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, so you're saying it's not really a bubble because you can't control X, Y, and Z. So, I just it, the whole saga of it and the way how long it went on, all the talk started making me really dubious about the whole thing. And I was just like, you know, there are more important things happening in the world right now. I understand if it doesn't come back, but you know, coming back, whatever, it's gonna come back. Let it come back. So, yeah, definitely. I'm just, I'm just afraid that something. For me, my biggest fear is something's gonna happen again, major. Because you know, we've had the corona kind of went away. No, the corona happened, and then the Black Lives Matter happened, and then corona kind of went away, and then corona came back. So is there going to be something that scares the NBA away from playing in that bubble? Because they have to invest $150 million a day into that bubble. So is there going to be something else that scares the NBA in, you know, before the bubble happens? Because that's a long time from now. Like that's, I mean, four weeks is could be a lifetime when you're when you're talking about things that are happening because things are happening so quick. So I wonder if something would scare the bubble away. That is, that's what I wonder. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the very least prolonging it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what the state of Florida is actually going to do. Cause Arizona finally started oh, using some extreme measures. California's taking some, some extreme measures, but Florida, you know, they wilding. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. I, I, for me, 
when it's like, all right, where's the UFC fighting? Like, there's got to be some crazy thing. It's like Florida, <laughs> you know, and it's like, there's one place that's just like, well, let me just take one guess and tell me if I'm right. And you say, probably Florida. They're like, yes. So my favorite, my favorite whatever, Florida man story is the guy robs a Wendy's with an alligator. And it's like, wait, with the alligator? And this is this becomes like a whole comedy set that a guy I can't I can't remember the guy's name, otherwise I'd plug him. Uh, but he basically is like, Okay, is the alligator his accomplice? Is the alligator <laughs> is a weapon? Is yeah. the alligator <laughs> you know, how is the alligator actually involved in the crime? You have to say if he uses alligator as a weapon, you know, I mean that he throw he throws it into the Wendy's. Like that's what happens. He throws it. They won't give him the money, so he throws it in the Wendy's. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So I, I'm I'm just interested to see how like I don't know players like what if they're in it, they're all for it, and then a week in, they realize their mental health is compromised, or they realize that there's too many holes in it to where they actually don't feel comfortable. Or something else that's an external factor happens. What happens then? Like, do you just stop the season? Like, is if there's one coronavirus case, is that what it takes for you to shut it down? Or is it like five or ten? Like, where is the line that's being drawn? Because what I saw was Adam Silver was like, if we see an influx in cases and stuff, obviously we'll turn it down. But then my head was like, that's quite vague, you know, because, yeah. you know, what is it? Ten people? One that was like, case, yeah, we, we isolated Three them. cases, yeah. ten cases. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I'm with you 100%. That's a, that's talking about how the league had had 16 tests, but eight of them came from the Kings and uh, and the Knicks. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so right. it's like the, you had eight more that were scattered across the whole league. <laughs> and we know that Spencer Dinwiddie was one of them because he, I think he tweeted about it. Well, the uh, Nets, like, have half the team out. And if we were talking about it earlier on Unwrap This, like, is it even worth them for playing? Like, would there be a more deserving team? Like, is that going to just be what happens? And all of a sudden, every team is just a shell of themselves. And it's yeah. is that even a product worth watching that's worth 100 and whatever million dollars a day, like you said? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I just feel better about the bubble idea, the concept, because other than that, it's impossible right now. And the only yeah. way, the bubble... But it has to be like, you enter here, we spray you down, we take your temperature, we test you literally right here, you go to that room, you know, we wait for the automatic test, we then house you in these other sanitized things, then we take you here. Like, that's the only way it's going to work. It has to be like that's the only way a dictatorship, yeah. Having a decontamination chamber, yeah, right. for sure. Or and like, like a, and it has, like I said, it has to be almost like a dictatorship, like eyes on you at all times. Like, if there's any violations, you are disbarred from this tournament, like, any chance, any slip-up is where, like, this all goes wrong. When they, sudden, when they started talking about those rings that were keeping track of people, I was like, that is some, that oh, is some yeah. level big brother. Well, that's tracking right there. Oh, absolutely. What the heck? But it's needed. I hate to say it's needed. Don't, don't be fishy about it. Don't be all sketch and say it's some Corona tracker. But just tell them, like, well, yeah, we're fucking tracking you. We're, we're videotaping you. We're recording you. Good luck, man. Follow yeah, the rules. Right, right, right. <laughs> Follow the rules, dude. I hope, you, I hope you don't do any sus stuff. Like, that's all yeah, you should say. No. You're on contract. Here's X billion dollars to come play basketball. Listen to what I say. Like, right, right, right. now, it's kind of how it has to be. Well, just imagine, like, they're like, oh, we have these things now, and then we can just void contracts because of it. And you're like, word? <laughs> 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 oh, 
right. Yeah, unless you got Rich Paul as your agent and your contract is just oh, yeah, no, good through the day you die. No yeah, matter. that's concrete. <laughs> you're clutch, yeah. you're concrete. Yeah, because they were getting paid. It's like, it's like Kendra Pitt Perkins. He can be the crappiest guy on ESPN, but it's like, oh, he's got that clutch affiliation. Now he's he's Gucci, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he can say so, whatever the hell he wants. You got to spin that prop again. <laughs> That he says some he says some good things and he says some wild things. So yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, well, I don't know. He used to say more good things, and then it's like LeBron got to him, and it's like now he just says outlandish, stupid stuff all the time. I don't know if LeBron might run his Twitter. You know, like at least as of the last three months, like <laughs> shit. Like <laughs> LeBron's like, I'm just sitting at home. You better give me that right now. Like, Check stop. <laughs> Yeah, I know that uh, Trey Young signed the clutch, and I knew that was going to happen. I tweeted actually before it happened because oh, his real? agent his agent left for clutch, and I was like, "Well, he's going to sign with clutch because he signed with Octagon uh, when he came out of OU. He signed with Octagon, and then when his agent went to clutch, I said, "Yeah, oh, Trey yeah, Young's going to sign the clutch." I forgot you got that you got that inside knowledge about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he went to OU. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I used to play pickup with him when I was healthy. So really, oh, sure. yeah, oh, man, yeah. Did you get worked? No, we was usually on the same team. Actually, I was gonna say I'd get worked. Oh. I played ball. I'd still get worked. Oh. Any, I don't. People That's underestimate NBA how how good they have to be. Like people who look at like a role player and they're like, that guy doesn't do anything. Like I'd beat him. No, well. you play pickup, dude. With that if guy, you if you play pickup you, with, he's gonna trash you. Dude, if you play pickup with any WNBA player, any G League player, any oh, NBA dude. player, I don't care. If they're at any professional level, you are going to get embarrassed. I don't care how my long favorite. you played in college. Like, you're done. My favorite <laughs> media story is Tony Jones saying, I talked to Cheryl Swoop and I was like, I'll give you buckets. And she's like, boy, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I was like, oh, man, are you for real? Like, Candace whoa. Parker had an incident with a fan, with a guy. I think he had played, like, D2 or D3 basketball. You know, Candace Parker's, like, what, 6'3", 6'4". So oh, he was saying... You don't, he you was local guys on the radio here, Spence said, oh, you embarrassed the WNBA player. And I'm like, dude, you played Division three. You a freaking liar. Like, yeah. look at the so he, he was talking about how, um, how he could beat Candace Parker one-on-one. And I said, he said, somebody asked, how tall are you? He said, 5'10". I said, are you serious? Do you know how tall she is and how long her arms are? Like, we just, women basketball players get disrespected so much. And I just, I it, it just, and other women do it too. Like, other women disrespect us as well. I'm not a professional basketball player, but I hold my own against pretty yeah. much anybody. Because I did play at the college level. But people don't realize that Christy Tolliver plays, because Christy Tolliver coaches with the, um, Washington Wizards, she plays yeah. pickup with the Washington Wizards, Wizards. men's basketball team. I'm sure. So and they're not taking it easy on her either. And eh? like that, like she got skills. She, like, you, you turn her head for a second, she hit you with a spin and she got to use that body weight and you're gone. You're like, wait, what just happened to me right Man, now? Like, so it's, I feel it's, terrible it's because I forgot the, the name of the current best player in the WNBA. She's like, she's like the GOAT. She's from Australia. What's her name again? That, uh, she's from, it's not Tarazi. No, what's her name? Brianna Stewart. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it might be Brianna Stewart. Oh, she tore her Achilles, and she's back now. So Okay. Yeah, she's back now. Dude, that Aces squad is ridiculous. Yeah, and they just signed Dan Robinson. Woo-hoo. They are ridiculous. 
ridiculous. No, Kelsey Plum tore her Achilles too. I, so. And I, I was at the Staples Center all the time with my uncle who had season tickets to the Lakers throughout my life. And there was always those constant swap outs for the Sparks. So we'd go to some Sparks games and stuff like that sometimes too. They'd give some tickets to season owners both sides. Like if you're a Sparks owner, they give you some Laker tickets and some Avengers tickets. That was when the indoor football was still going on. And the Kings, like obviously they had so much stuff at Staples Center. But I, I was when I was watching Lisa Leslie you know, with the sparks, you know, and they were, they were getting disrespected way more back in the day too. And yeah. I cover, you know, I cover the big three, so I'm media for the big three. And I was at the big three championship last year at Staples center. And of course I watched Lisa led the Lisa Leslie led team win the championship. I was there in the press room. I was talking to her and stuff. First off homegirl would fuck me up. Like <laughs> just say that like in two seconds, like don't even, don't even disrespect. And you can see the mind, the basketball mind. She's coaching that team. And it's a three-on-three. These are veterans that don't need coaching. And they still, like, the way they respect her and that mind, too, it's like there's not even – you don't skip a beat with NBA or WNBA. Like, it's the same NBA mind. It is the same NBA kind of skill or same basketball kind of skill is what I mean. It's just different gender. So, you know, it's just ridiculous nowadays because I agree with you, Amber, and especially ever since Kobe really took his leads with all the WNBA, it started becoming more and more mainstream to not respect, not disrespect the WNBA. But yeah, I mean, every, every single year now, I mean, obviously the contracts are going to start changing for the WNBA too, but, you know, it's just getting, even the skill level in WNBA is getting much better too. So <laughs> things are changing. I remember changing. we used to have the stars here when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, I, I don't remember why they folded, but I, I remember that the WNBA ended up contracting at some point and lost a couple teams that folded. Yep. It's weird because basketball is huge here. And, like, even, you know, the women's sports are usually pretty well supported. Like, our women's soccer team has got a pretty decent following. Um, it, it's, it's different, man. It's different. And I feel like the WNBA game has improved so much in just the last decade. It's insane the skill level, how much it has gone up. Like, Definitely, they're so much closer. Athletes, to- athletes in general, you know what I mean. Just the skill level just continues, and the athletic like standard. It's just like, god, god damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. It's because they they can eat. They eat better. You know, they right. take care of their bodies a lot better. Right. Um, so the things, the technology has evolved. I think. LeBron has like million dollar chamber in his house that keeps his body like fresh and preserved. For sure. If you could just imagine Jordan taking care of his body and not gambling and smoking and see how no, good no, he would have been. That, yeah, exactly. right. Two separate parts. Like, um, <laughs> speaking about riffing, I know you brought up Rudy Gobert, and I know I'll let you have the floor on that one. I know it's something oh, you wanted to get into. So, so. okay. <laughs> Legitimately, I believe it was Sarah Todd. She's our she's our Deseret News beat writer, and she she was like. Oh man, Rudy's Twitter game is like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> and I just see a tweet, you know, somebody's like screenshotting the fact that he liked this random verified girl. I don't know what her story is, but, <laughs> but, and I'm just like, okay, like, Rudy, that's not the way you shoot your shot when you're an NBA all star, you know? <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> Corona changed him. You know, yeah, right? I'm just you know, the homeboy got corona and now he's just shooting blanks. I have a I have a question for you. Do you oh. think Joe Ingles will play? Uh he's already he's already said he's gonna play. Um he okay. wasn't like the, the the quote that came out it actually came out about three months ago and people didn't realize that that came from his podcast, you know, because 
national media doesn't care. It aggregates a month or two later with a national guy. And I'm just like, why do you take that completely out of context for what he was saying at the time? Like, we didn't know next to anything about Corona. Because this was, like, legitimately, like, two weeks after he'd been tested. Um, and, like, the next, uh, the next bad episode, I believe, they were talking to Utah's specialist, the person that was taking point, the doctor in charge of the Department of Health. And, you know, she educated a lot of us on, on that stuff. It was kind of amazing. Like, it was an amazing episode because Joe had a very personal and direct relationship and experience with them because they were instrumental in getting the Jazz home from essentially a, a situation where they were in a bubble because they're like, oh, you're traveling coronavirus. So, so it's like, um, so everybody that didn't test positive ended up on a team bus and got home. Uh, the, uh, the other guys, some of them were in a hotel and, you know, arranging transportation for a while was kind of a headache. But I believe... I can't remember if Donovan came to Utah first and then went back uh, to New York. And Utah, Utah loves to freak out about anything. So the fact that he's he wasn't in Utah, people were like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "I mean, well, dude, like, he can't see anybody. So his his whole familial connections and everything—they're not in Utah, you know. I don't think he has anybody here because he's not posting. Like we for the longest time we knew." who his girlfriend was and because she was she was like the son of somebody a music producer or whatever or she was the daughter blah 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 and they had some familial ties and then when they cut ties and then you see him shooting a shot with Zendaya sort of whatever that was old stuff that people were digging up and like oh he likes Zendaya <laughs> that's why I think this bubble even if you're I'm gonna say this Jalen Rose kind of hinted at this when he did the, when he released the schedule, um, he kind of talked about groupies and side chicks. He he talked about it, but he talked about it in code. Stephen A. Smith talked about it just blatantly on first take. <laughs> I think guys are you used can to always s- trust Stephen A. to talk. To, to, he's like, I'm gonna unveil yes. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling back the curtain. I think guys are used to a certain lifestyle, and it's gonna be difficult for a lot of guys to kind of snap back into okay you're just gonna isolate yourself kind of like you're playing well not in college really because you have a little more freedom in college but they're gonna have to really make sure these guys aren't because guys are flying girls in now they don't i had an nba player tell me we don't get on instagram and dm like we'll get on instagram and dm a girl but we'll just fly her in like we don't go to the clubs and get women anymore we just fly them in so they're gonna have to be very Very honestly, I've heard careful. I've heard stuff like that, like third hand. So I'm like, I don't know how trustworthy this is, but the thing is, I believe it. Some of these guys, it's just like, yeah, they have this, this lifestyle where it's like, okay, I'm gonna live the lifestyle. I'm used to this lifestyle. I'm gonna keep living. The, I'm just like, yeah. but it's all, but it's also like, crazy. It's like, you're putting yourself I, at risk. You're putting them at risk. You're putting like, what is wrong with you? But dude, on Amber's point, like a lot of these guys like don't want to be caught like at the, they don't want to be James Harden like at the strip club, just not caring. Like they, they want to keep an image or like they want to do something like, so that's like no, on the, the low, like there's just that trust and right? you're just like, yeah, we're just almost <laughs> slipping in through the back door through, you know, jet blue, like, <laughs> you know, but it, it's not like you're just going out shooting your shots at, unless, or it's social media, like Rudy, you know? Oh, goodness, yeah. Rudy. But I just I think mean, that everything is going to have to be very, these guys' mindsets are going to have to change. You know, you have families. LeBron LeBron is really, 
into his family. Like he's into his sons, his daughter's life and his wife. So I know he can go zero dark 30. I know LeBron can do that. For sure. But, but a lot of these guys are just used to just having everything at the palm of their hand. So you go from used to having everything at the palm of your hand to, okay, you can go play ping pong for an hour. You can do shuffleboard for an hour. Like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. You yeah. just don't know. You're, you're like drinking gonna... shooters and playing shuffleball. You're 26 <laughs> in the prime of your career. Yo. You got women waiting for you and you're playing shuffleball. <laughs> yeah. You guys you got me yeah. screwed up. But have social distancing. <laughs> so six feet apart. We're playing space six feet apart. You know, who's ready for the talent show? Yeah. You know, they yeah. come out. The camp counselors come out from Disney. They put this whole thing on. Oh God, dude, it's hilarious! I can't wait. Yeah, oh man, man, I, I know wild. the guys' Twitter accounts are gonna go wild. Like I'm ready, to, I'm ready to see these tweets because they're gonna be oh. so wild and so out there. These tweets are gonna be hilarious. You I don't know, care what I this. Think, I think they're gonna get on live streaming. I think they're gonna start doing the <laughs> IG lives and stuff, and that's how they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, gonna go. Tori Lanez or oh, it's rather you're on IG live or play. Like I think that's how it's gonna be. They're gonna just crave that outside connection kind of thing. Yeah. Well, so that's what that's what Rudy started doing when he was breaking his media silence. Is he was just doing IG lives with him playing video games, and like that's where so people started they, getting quotes from. They have video games there and stuff too. I saw they have like a yeah. new PlayStation, Xbox, and stuff. So I'm sure half the players, to be honest, aren't going to have too much of an issue. Like Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns, like those kind of guys that are gamers. You know, mm-hmm. if you're that mold, oh, but, then you but just Ben Simmons, but put yourself uh, Ben Simmons room, is also a four letter word though, like. C U C K, like that man is like he's a slave to, to the Kardashians. Like, like. well, uh, it, it's just depend. It depends on the mindset, though, because you're gonna have to gear your mind towards just basketball. It's like a big old AAU tournament. I like it, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, I I'll see how it goes. I'll like I said before, I will get more into it as it approaches. Right. But right now, I'm kind of like, oh, goodness, I want it to happen. But, man, I hope nothing else deters sports. Because I think this is like the frame for what college football might want to do, college basketball might want to do, yep. um, the NFL might want to do. I think they're going to set the, the the benchmark for that. So we're like, okay, if the NBA can be successful in this bubble, then how can, how can we create our own bubble? Even though football has way more fans, but how can we create and way more media how can we create our own bubble to kind of resemble the NBA, but do it better? Because, you know, everybody yeah. tries to one-up somebody. There's like like a two sides to this argument. And someone asked me the other day if I thought the NFL was going to come back. And my honest, my honest opinion. I said, honestly, no. But I hope it does. And the reason I why I is almost guarantee that NFL is like, no, man, we're going to come back no matter what. It's, it's, and that's the thing. Thing. it's a business. You know, it's a business. And at the end, if you have – a model we've, to go after seen, like, it worked. We have the after. overseas models because we've seen the, the you know the different when German the German league sure. the football league to started back up, Bundesliga and then you know we know Premier Premier League is going on. I guess congrats if you're a Liverpool fan because uh, right yeah I mean LeBron James, your team congrats. sucking. LeBron's a minority, <laughs> yeah. minority yeah. owner, so he yeah, stays I saw so many tweets about that because yeah. I follow a lot of, of Golden State guys and they the love to needle to LeBron. They love to needle yeah. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, like to oh, congrats. You know, you know he owns Blaze Pizza, right? It's like the fastest growing pizza chain in America. 
Is yeah. that faster growing than, than mod? Because I thought Blaze had kind of tapered off. Well, it might, I know that as of like a year ago. Those aren't like updates. <laughs> yeah. I've never had it. Is it good? Is I have no idea. I, I, I think it's the same model center. as mod. Yeah, I had it at Staples Center. They're all the same thing. You know, if you have a pizza place that you're able to like customize near you. That, yeah, you know, that's basically what it same. is. It's like your personal pan pizza. They customize it to the max. It's kind of it's kind of awesome. Like it's a it's a great business model in my opinion. It's just they have really good marketing and stuff because LeBron's obviously got a lot of money behind it and he's a genius and stuff. So and they and I'm pretty sure they went with a friend. Man, the LeBron love is real, Perry. Hey, I was just shitting on him the like ten minutes ago. I keep it. Yeah. I got to keep you on your toes. You're bro. like I, I got to get back on. I, I got to keep I got to get back on his good side, dog. We got playoffs coming. I need him zero dark thirty just in case the rare chance he listens to our pods or yours. He's just yeah. like, damn, Perry's hate. Oh, like, oh he's got he, he's got he's got his feelers out like he won't listen to it himself but like his 15 man on his social media team will be like oh i heard this guy talking shit like <laughs> <laughs> this random like this well, if it's anything he like, said, Jordan, he's, not it's Kobe. like Jordan, he's like i took it personally and takes it into the finals you know what i mean well, if he's michael like, jordan oh, honestly he would listen to this pod and be like i took it personal yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely Oh, oh man! Yeah, Carl Malone got MVP. I took it personal. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about Utah's chances? Me? We yes. we lost uh, one of our dynamite pickups from this season, so I feel like we are we started trending towards like first round exit after we lost Boyan, uh, in my opinion. Unless Mike Conley like becomes Mike Conley from last year, then we're pretty much sunk. So More like Mike Conley from like three or four years ago, kind of thing. Yeah, but last last season was his. People love to point to last season because of his statistical peak, because he was like the only guy left on the team. But right. for sure, <laughs> yeah, it's like Derrick Rose going to the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, 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 it's not quite that bad. Come on, come on, don't let don't let his terrible start this year fool you. He started getting his mojo back right before everything collapsed well he so, has to stay healthy he has to stay healthy too so oh and I, I think you will i'm a big snyder I fan I, I really like the coaching. oh i love quinn man mad scientist a lot of my i got yeah. some friends that hate on him like from outside outside of jazz fandom because because they just feel like he's not creative enough or he's not x y and z and his, his sets are too mundane and i'm like i mean what when the I mean? nba players are saying it's complicated stuff like and they feel like it's it's rocket science, then maybe it's not as high school, you know, simple well, as you I think. Mean, think about this: the, py- <laughs> like, the pyramid offense is the most simple thing in the entire world. It was just never implemented the right way. So it's <laughs> the pyramid offense just runs off the top of the key, you know, and that's it. So it's it, it, it sometimes simplicity is the is the best, and there's just a million different you know options from one simple you know, dynamic motion. So that's why with Quinn, I love seeing him coach. And also, cause tell me the jazz have had a lot of talent over the last five years. He put him to those teams in spots that every year it was, yeah, there'll be a seven. Dude, season, I, don't, I, season. I honestly like don't think course. Rudy is you know? the same Rudy without him because Quinn Quinn's MO was really like, cause he, he was with that Atlanta Hawks team that won 60 games his style was very much similar to Bud's in that way. But I feel like in a way he's a better version of what Bud is Um, because, but they're, they both have, I think their flaw in terms of their flaws, they both have a similar one is that they're very, um, 
they just they believe in their guys and sometimes a little bit too much and they don't make a change sometimes soon enough is my own my big complaint um and i don't think bud bud knows how to coach defense and quinn basically when he saw rudy's talent and he saw the dearth of offensive production that we had he, he made gordon hayward in that all-star player in my opinion definitely that and the fact that hayward decided oh i'm not going to be a lazy ass and go to indiana for the fruit Back for the summer in, the t- in my career, the Jazz were like, look, if you want to maximize yourself, stay here, train with our guys, you'll have the best season of your career. He did. And then he went and decided he was going to go somewhere else, which whatever, you know, that's people have their choices, their prerogative. We're salty about it. Sure, because we're a small market team. And it's hard to get guys to come here. It's, yeah, definitely. It's one of the facts of life. I mean, that's why drafting um, is so important. I mean, look at yeah, look yeah. at the team you guys have. And, like Donovan and, and the problem great. is. Yeah, the problem was we and really it, probably should have should have set the re, we should have started rebuilding sooner than we did, instead of just letting Al Jefferson and and Paul Millsap walk for free. Like we could have traded Paul to somebody. The, for sure. The Blazers had the Blazers had a heart on for him, but they never want to help us out. So, <laughs> so true. They love to do that thing where they poison pill us, and we match the guy. <laughs> they they were lucky with West Matthews because he was an undrafted. So we didn't have any kind of rights, and so they're just like, yoink. Yep. <laughs> but I think uh, I like. I don't like as an OKC Thunder fan. I don't like when we play Utah in the playoffs. It's just something about Utah that we just cannot get over the hump. Like I'll it's just too. something. I don't know what it is. That might be it. It's just, but we're playing in Orlando now, so I kind of like our chances. Yeah. But it's just, it's C-level. just something. It's something about Utah. Like, Joe Ingles I don't know. just has I, I the games really, of his I'm life. I'm really worried about Chris Paul in doing those eight games in, like, quick succession. I'm worried about a hammy injury. Like, oh, no, he's been healthy all year. Don't worry about that. We're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We're, good. We're, good. Yeah. we're good. We're good. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about Chris Paul this year, to be honest. And, like, I'm going to knock on wood because I love watching him play. But um, also, we were talking about on the Unwrap this segment, Chris Paul has been gold for SGA, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, and for Dennis Schroeder. The mentorship he's been able to give to SGA, but also just being able to take off some of the load from Schroeder and letting him kind of play his his kind of style of play. Chris Paul has been everything for the Thunder. You know, I, you know what we I call Schroeder? I thought they'd be an eight seed. You know what we call Schroeder here in Utah? He's the guy that he's the type of guy that we call a jazz killer because, like, he played for Quinn and he just. There's something about when he plays against us, he always has good games. So, so I don't like that matchup. I don't like him coming off the bench in the playoffs against us. I'm just like, no, he's going to have one of those 20 points a game nights. And it's like, this guy, this right. freaking guy. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. But Joe Ingles kills I know us. You wouldn't so. mind that. But Joe I'm... Ingles kills us. I mean, so, oh. hey, you know, we can Well, swap. but Joe. Joe Joe doesn't have anybody left on your team whose head he's in. So, oh, yeah, besides Paul. Yeah, Paul. Like, Chris, Joey Ingles I mean, and Paul Alex George, Caruso Paul just George went it to down. the Clippers. The fact that those oh, two guys don't, are don't, as athletic as they Alex are. So in the same sentence. In the oh, same I will. I will. I will. Come I on. definitely will. Look at them both, and then you watch them play, and you're just like, Dude, no. That just defies no. all odds right there. You're just like that gives me yeah, hope. Yeah, but but you're that only giving Caruso this love because like because he's but, I mean, bald the and bald. Report Caruso stuff is just like who who is stupid enough to be like this guy, this freaking guy. He's such a he's the goat, and I'm just like shut up. Yeah, I love Alex Caruso. Thing I've ever I like him. 
He went to Texas A&M. Nice I he played his like butt off. I like hey, the man hey, in the ring. Just that. The guy really was on the Thunder. The guy was yeah, on the Thunder on the for a minute. Yeah. That's where he started, at least with the G League. Mm-hmm. I, I used I to watch like, him in Summer League. He was yeah. he was killing it in Summer League. I feel like he's a great 12th man to have. I just don't feel like he's a top eight guy. He's yeah. a good defender, which is going to have to be needed with Avery Bradley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. He's one of the better defenders on the team, which is kind of it's, – it's not – I think that's the Lakers' only weakness is the defense on the wings and at the sure. guard spot. Just, the only good thing I like about that is the fact that if needed, they can make up by putting LeBron on someone important. Oh, yeah. And, and I agree. So and he I think can play like he's probably forward. your best um, bet in terms of – Anything? Yeah. <laughs> In terms of anything, yeah. Uh, well, anything on the perimeter—that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like, LeBron's got your best point back. guard. Which you think Quinn Cook is going to get some minutes, Perry? You think Quinn uh, Cook? Is- yeah, he's definitely going to get some minutes. I mean, it really depends on how Rajon Rondo plays, because okay. Rondo is there for the locker room presence and to make the right play at the right time. Because he—that's what he's there for. He's not there to shoulder the load, so they'll sprinkle him in. But I think Quinn Cook. We'll get some time. I, in the I think it'd be a rounds. mistake if they sure. play Rondo more in the playoffs. Then no, it won't. No, it like, won't. I would they play. Won't. No, they'll sprinkle him in, like at the right timing. They'll do stuff like that because he's just one of the smartest players to play in the NBA right now. But with yeah. that being said, he can't shoulder even yeah. twenty minutes a game and having us feel comfortable about no, that. Yeah, Ask you, you, the right have minimum. You got to have a minimum yeah. of ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Once you get playoff, we get we get playoff Rondo Perry. What ha- what happened with playoff Rondo? <laughs> I don't know bubble. <laughs> you know, I don't know what bubble Rondo is. I believe know? playoff Rondo exists in the Eastern <laughs> Conference only. <laughs> no, he had it. He had it with the New Orleans. Yeah, he, he did it, it with New Orleans. That. That's why the Lakers signed him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was a Rondo fan growing up. Like I like Rondo a lot, and so I loved him. You have to have him on the floor because his basketball IQ is so high. Like you just in certain moments you just have to have him on the floor and start when the moments are big. I, I loved him. They're that, not going to have Quinn Boston Cook because I felt like he was a good Caruso on the floor. They're just not when the moment yeah. is big. They're not going to do that. I, I love, I loved him in Boston. I really loved what he did for the Bulls. Like it was insane how he took he elevated that Bulls team. That I was like, this Bulls team has been garbage all year, and all of a sudden Rondo's blowing up. What the heck is going on? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Uh, that was insane to me. And I was like, oh, man, absolutely. Rondo gets hurt and they lose this series. That sucks. That would yeah, have been a great absolutely. Cinderella story going, like, all the way to the finals or something and then getting smashed by the Western Conference, just like the old days with the Knicks. <laughs> I just – I like um, I like what you guys have in Utah. I don't like to see Joe Ingles. And also I like, <laughs> like what you guys have in L.A., Perry. So, you know, we'll see how to thunder, how to thunder kind of balance it out and see how, where they fall. I'm yeah. interested to see. I, that. I really feel like I feel like uh, the two LA teams have got to be your conference final teams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sure. in, in the Western sure. Conference, like those sure. have to be your picks. No doubt, like, no doubt. And you can I mean, give me your take... debate on the Clippers all day. Like it's they're a great team. Like it's not. Oh, yeah. like, I like to say Lakers and Six and Lakers shoe and just more to like you know make people oh, laugh. Oh, the Clippers like that, fans. They're the little brother. They're, always. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Clippers are have a head of steam. They have a great coach. Doc Rivers is no fucking joke. Like if if they're gonna take if someone's gonna surprise them, it's gonna be the Clippers for sure. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe they're gonna get their own arena. Like they bought out or Ballmer bought out MSG so he could be, build or not MSG. What is it called? The forum. Wait, the forum. Yeah. The forum. Yeah. Oh, forum. Yeah, it was owned by the MSG group. My bad. I just I 
could totally no, barge that and how he said good. it. No, Balmer's a baller. <laughs> Balmer's the weirdest dude ever, but like he he yeah. if he when he talks, he he moves. Like he, he honestly he I box, really so. wanted that team to move to Seattle because I felt like, dude, like the return of the Sonics is so needed. I think and Seattle then, will get a team in the next five years. It's rather good. Dude, I really feel teams. like it's needed. Yeah. I feel like two, it's so needed. They'll do two more expansion teams with there and somewhere else, or they'll move a team that's just the market is so so dried out for them that it's not even worth having a team there anymore. And they'll move you know, this. you know what would be interesting if they actually if they decide, well, we're going to add two Western Conference teams and and then throw, you know, these guys out east because I almost feel like the Pelicans are an interesting choice to send them east, mm-hmm. and then and then the Grizzlies are kind of a toss up too because they're both so. They're like halfway there already. Uh, Memphis, like, Minnesota been good though. Like the, the divisions in NBA have been have been better than, for example, the MLB, where like they make zero sense the divisions for the MLB and stuff like that. There should be no reason why the Dodgers and the Angels are in completely separate divisions and an hour drive away from each other. And even if they were in the same division, should be no or same conference, should be no reason why they're in any different division. Like, if well, they, I mean, you could say, you say know, the same thing about the NFL. You you got same thing, Houston, same exact and, thing. Yeah, the same thing about the NFL is like, you're like, what the crap? Why don't the Texans and Cowboys ever play each other? Sure, no, it, <laughs> it, it, should be, it should be the teams that are closest in proximity. Well, if you ask- and you know what it always pissed me off, too? I mean, the, the reason they started canceling those those Niners-Raiders uh, games, because those were always huge moneymakers, was because the fans are freaking violent and crazy. Right. <laughs> Which, but that so was they, the, I'm that hoping was they the can make a return for that of that now, though. That would be super cool if it's they could have home-and-home and home I mean, series more often. I, I I wish it was the same time, but in 2020, it's it's also harder to get reckless like that, you know. Oh, yeah. And now the black was a black hole mentality in in Oakland with the Raiders. Just if you came in their house, they're gonna fuck you up, kind of thing. So I think in Vegas, no, no. But the, the problem is the problem wasn't even that. Is that also you would have the game and then something would, would pop off in San Jose, like it started becoming like the whole bay was a problem, so they couldn't oh. even have the game anymore. I'm just All like, right. damn, <laughs> like. Definitely. No, I uh, definitely agree. Yeah, and I, I hope they can they can have those games more often. I just I wish in the NFL you could have those because those longstanding regional rivals meet more often. Because to me, it's just like it sucks that they don't do that enough. Like, you think I would Vegas love... to get a basketball team? I think so. Uh, they're making it a sports. They're making it a sports. That's what I thought. That's what I thought would be interesting. Is like you add Seattle and Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you send two teams east. That yeah, would be. I, I agree dude. completely. And, but I mean, obviously, the NFL and and NHL are going to be our, you know, our testing grounds. Like, is the NBA going to be able to, you know, pop pop it off in Vegas? What I, I mean, anything will pop off in Vegas, you know. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's true. I mean, because of the betting, you know, sports betting. I think help Vegas get those sports teams, like because betting sure. well, is well, because, just so yeah, we just trended prevalent. We trend our prevalent. society trended towards oh, sports betting is okay now. Like we were so anti betting before that they were like, no, Vegas is untouchable. No sports there besides college sports, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. and, but now it's like okay, you know, betting is going to bring us so much more money. Bet, 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 bet. <laughs> Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah, Perry Perry knows about that betting, don't you, Perry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure. No, I too much. Perry's yeah, like, I just, get... I just won five hundred dollars last month. Yeah, you know, so it's more like loss, but like <laughs> it's fun. Man. Dude, I, I have I have my guy on the timeline, you know, 
he's I think he's a like at four oh eight dub or something like that. My man is always talking about how much he won or lost on X or Y bet. And like when sports were out for a while, he was just like he was straight up Michael Jordan. It he was fighting finding the craziest, stupid, nutty stuff to bet on. I'm like, dude, yeah, for what sure. the heck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, man, how how much are you netting? Are you losing like five thousand dollars a year, or like? <laughs> like for sure. Uh, just, oh man. Like, um. Anyways, this was fun, guys. I just I wish I had a more. I had prepared better questions for you guys because I, I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of the the de facto host being like, uh, how about this random thing? <laughs> probably Are one of the fine? more probably one of the more random podcasts I've been on, but very fun podcasts. We've had yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah we had yeah. a good time, of course. I agree. Well, our listeners expect a little bit more consistency than this, so I might do some slicing and dicing in the editing room, but we have some good bones here. Yeah. Um, well, guys, thank you again for joining me tonight. It's been fun to talk to you guys, and uh, we'll catch up more. Uh, oh, Perry, can you give us a little bit more uh, of an inside scoop? Because we want to really hammer home that announcement that the new uh, streaming that we're going to – because we're going to try to do some live uh, casting of yeah. <clears throat> this this podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Insert so, name here, podcast. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, for sure. We're we're doing obviously we've got a, some amazing software, amazing people that are implementing a bunch of new ideas that we have. And um just to start, you know, we're doing the unwrap this group segments like once or twice a week. We did one today for the first time. You can find it on the Unwrap Sports Twitter, the uh my Twitter at Perry Aston, also Mark Bellevue's Twitter. Um we're gonna be expanding it more and more. It actually can go live on five platforms at once. Um, we're cool. going to integrate a bunch of different things. You know, we have Sportscaster, which is our streaming sponsorship. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a bunch, we can obviously do this on Facebook and mm-hmm. a bunch of different kinds of spots. Hopefully the website as well. We'll have a YouTube that's going to be up with these videos after the fact. So a lot of different things. And like Jared was referring to, um, certain shows sometimes will, you know, be able to maybe go do their shows live and, you know, be able to as well go on as many platforms simultaneously and, give you a different feel, more of that personalized. I know I don't believe that uh, the high notes do too many video stuff together. So you know, it would be a nice change for you guys to really get a feel for for them and for us together as a network, especially with the Unwrap This stuff. So just a lot more personal kind of content coming from us. Great technology. It looks great. It looks sleek. And uh, yeah, we're definitely hitting the return of sports in the right way. Well, I was I was excited with with who when the sportscaster announced they were gonna announce doing like joint uh, joint things. So I'm like, oh cool, we could almost do like an episode of hitting the high notes as a sportscaster. And then you added this wrinkle to it. And I'm like, oh dang, that's like next right. level. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of different things. Yeah, and sportscaster is not skipping a beat with us, so they'll still be able to provide us with all different types of things and different programs. And our relationship with them is amazing. And if you don't know, of course, check us out at sportscaster.com slash unwrapped. You'll see all the USN people there together. But yeah, like we're talking about right now, you know, there's gonna be a lot more stuff. You're gonna be able to see it directly on social media, um, live stuff. You know, when you're on Twitter on the mobile app, you'll see them at the top that we're live. You'll see multiple of us doing it at once. And it's just gonna put a lot more eyes on our stuff and um, give more people the opportunity to provide content in different ways, um, give you guys more of an insight of like, for example, this podcast, you get to see your actual host and be with us during it and experience it with us live and ask us questions. And 
Uh, it's the beauty of it. So definitely really blessed to be able to implement a lot of new things right now. But with a good team and sports coming back, you know, it's it's pretty seamless for us. So it's just a uh, step by step. You know, it's just going to get better as the weeks go on. Yeah, excited to just improve on the partnership together as we keep going. Um, anyways, Amber, uh, Perry, you guys have been great. We really appreciate you guys taking the time tonight. Yeah. And, uh, thank you. We'll, we'll catch you guys. Uh, catch you guys real soon. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Good Thanks night, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. It's midnight here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Conked out, Amber. <laughs> yeah, it's time for me to clock out. I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> See you guys later. I'll talk Bye. to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to High Noters. Uh, once again, you can always follow us at Hootran Superman or at Jazz High Notes. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And, uh, yeah, let us know if you have any feedback. If uh, if you enjoyed the Unwrap Sports interview, um, obviously, who's a little bit more polished as an interview? I'm a, I'm a work in progress, but I always we appreciate you guys and uh, excited for the season's return. Catch you later. <laughs>